Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and today I'm going to be reviewing a hand from the 2014 World Series of Poker main event. At the start of this hand, I was nearly the chip leader. This from is from somewhat early in day one. I, um, If you guys remember back to a previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, I won a pretty big hand with the nut straight versus the second nut straight. So I have a boatload of chips. In this hand, I raise with 7-6... I'm sorry. <laughs> this hand I raise with 6-5 of hearts from the low jack seat. And a new player with about 50,000 in chips on the button decides to re-raise to 2,000. So he, I made it 700 at 150, 300. This guy makes it 2,000 out of his 50,000 chip stack. So we're pretty deep stacked. And I'm, I decided to call with a 6-5 of hearts. I could really go either way at this point. I think that calling preflop is fine. I also think folding is fine. I'm not really going to be re-raising too often unless I really think I can abuse my opponent, but... This is this was a random guy new to the table. I didn't think he was getting too out of line. So I decided to call because I thought that he may end up making somewhat sizable errors after the flop. And I definitely wanted to give him the opportunity to do those. So the flop comes king 8-4 with one heart, four of hearts. So that's acceptable for my hand. I mean, it's certainly not great. If I check my opponent bets, unless he bets really small, I'm going to fold. I think check-raising is certainly an option on boards like this. I kind of wish that there was maybe a, some other draw out there so that I could realistically represent those if I check-raise the flop and bet the turn. So say it was king-8-4 with two spades. I would actually check-raise the flop a pretty good amount of the time because I would think then that if a spade came on the turn and my opponent did decide to call my flop bet, I could represent that spade draw decently well. So... Whenever you are check-raising as a bluff in these spots, always try to think about which cards you can realistically represent on future streets. And on King-8-4 with no flush draws out, I don't think I'm going to be able to bluff too well on the turn. So that's why I'm usually not check-raising in this spot unless I have a really good reason to think my opponent's going to just let me off the hook by folding a lot on the flop. So I check, and my opponent checks behind, which when he checks behind... That generally makes me think that he has a lot of marginal made hands in his range. So mostly hands like ace-queen, ace-jack, maybe ace-10. And then also sporadic hands like pocket-queens through any small pair. So I think this is a hand my opponent's going to try to get to showdown with. So knowing my opponent's going to try to get to showdown, should I try to bluff? Um, So the turn was a two, a two of spades, which gives me a double gut shot at this point. Any three or any seven now gives me the nuts. So this is not such a bad card to bluff. I think if the river's a spade, maybe my opponent will give me credit if I decide decide to fire two barrels. But I think the important thing to note here is that I need to figure out if I should be betting twice or once or none. And I really think you could go anyway based on your opponent and what you think about him. If you think that he is checking behind on the flop, planning to never ever fold versus you because he maybe thinks you're crazy or because he thinks that he has induced you to bluff by checking back the flop, then bluffing is probably a pretty bad play because your opponent's not going to fold. But if you think he's going to fold to a lot of river bets, then betting the turn and the river is often a very good idea. The only time you really want to bet the turn is when you think that if you were to check instead, your opponent would blast it. And then I would have to fold or maybe call and then just be out of position and have a tough time getting paid off on the river. Uh, Maybe that's going to be the case against some players, but I think in this scenario in general, you're either going to want to bet twice or none. So it really just depends on should you do that. Whenever you have a draw, especially a decent draw like a, a, a a double gut shot or better like I do here, I'm often a pretty big fan of firing at least once and probably twice depending on the read I get. 
So I'm, I would be pretty surprised if I do not bet right here. The pot's 4,500. I would probably bet. Well, so also we have to then figure out what, how much do we want to bet. I decided to bet 1,900 in the spot. And if I'm betting 1,900 on the turn, I am making this bet to try to keep my opponent in with all of his junk, which may sound counterintuitive because I'm bluffing. But you have to ask yourself, if I had a king, how much would I bet right here? And the answer is not a lot because I think my opponent has a lot of marginal made hands. So if I'm going to bluff this, I want to bet somewhat small on the turn and then a little bit larger on the river. Um, and I'm betting that amount to hopefully make most competent players think that I am trying to represent a king and trying to get called. So if my opponents think I want them to call, they're going to be much more inclined to fold. Obviously, against some players, you're going to want to bet big on the turn and big on the river. I think that's the more you know, quote-unquote standard bluff line. And I usually try to shy away from bluff lines that I think most standard players would take because I want to try to look like I am actually representing a very good hand. I want to let my opponents feel smart by making, in their minds, good folds. Of course, that has to mean that my opponent is capable of making good folds, and I certainly do not know that. But I suppose in order for me to make this line, or to take this line, I, I probably thought my opponent was competent enough. Certainly not um, a bad player. So I bet 1,900, and... As expected, my opponent calls. Also, one other added benefit of betting small in the turn is that if I happen to get lucky and hit on the river, I can make another. I can then make a large bet and probably get paid. So, that, that's at least a thought. The river is an interesting card. It's the king of spades, so it puts up the backdoor flush. Not my backdoor flush, but a backdoor flush. But it also pairs the top card. So, given how I don't think my opponent has a king. Should I continue bluffing in this spot? Will my and what this boils down to is will my opponent call my river bet with something like pocket nines or pocket sixes or ace queen? If he will call with all of those hands, then bluffing is certainly a spew. If he will not call with those hands, then I should probably make a bet. So I have to figure out is there a bet size that my opponent will realistically fold to? And this is a tough one because I'm not really sure if my opponent's going to plan if my opponent's planning on calling any bet or calling almost no bets. So I don't know. I, I could really go either way in this hand between betting small, betting big, or just check folding. So the pot's eighty two hundred, and in this exact hand, I decided to bet nine thousand because I think a lot of players will call most reasonable bets with something like a middle pair or maybe ace queen or ace jack. So I really don't want to pick a bet size that I think most players are simply not going to be able to fold against. So that means I probably want to be betting either very large or very small. And I definitely don't think anyone's folding to a very small bet on the river. So that really leaves my only options of betting huge or not betting at all. I did elect to go for very big in the spot and my opponent instantly called. I remember this. He snap called. I was like, Oh, the guy is a King. That's unfortunate. (laughs) And then he turned over Ace of clubs, queen of spades for just the ace I. So this was a miserably failed bluff. And this is one of those op- one of those spots where no matter how much I bet on the river, my opponent was simply not folding. So there was really no way for me to win this hand. Once I check, once my opponent checks back the flop and he got fairly safe turn and river cards, he just was simply not folding. So I think this is an okay bluff versus the average player, but I don't think this is an, obviously this was a terrible bluff against this specific player. But of course, when this guy's new to the table, I have really no clue about what he's going to do, so I decided to take the standard line that I do think will work against most players. Um, I actually discussed 
aggression a lot in one of my recent webinars. You can get that at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash aggression. I actually have a free PDF for you to download and also a preview to the full webinar. So if you have any interest in checking out lines like this and when I use specific lines, specific aggressive lines versus various types of players, definitely check that out at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash aggression. So thank you very much for watching and I will talk to you next week. Next week, I'm going to have a hand facing this same player in a spot where I have almost the nuts. So hopefully we get him back. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much, and I will talk to you next week.